What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are powerful. Is it's in my hand. Fan effect. Welcome back, everybody. With the uh, colder temperatures moving in, maybe at some point, <laughs> it'll be time to stay indoors, catch a movie, watch a new show, stream something. Joining us is Andy Farnsworth, host of KSL News Radio's The Movie Show, uh, every Friday, 9 to noon. You need to help us, Andy, because I just scroll and scroll and scroll, and, and that's all that happens. <laughs> really, there's such a thing called paralysis of choice. It is. Occasionally we watch something, but you're going to cut through that paralysis and help us out. Yeah, I'll try to give you up. But trust me, as Thank we you. get into Thanksgiving and get closer, Dan, we get so many more movies. It's, a, it's the... It's a, it's a glut. And remember when the release of a Marvel movie was like the pop culture equivalent of like a massive wave at high tide? Well, we are a long way from those days. <laughs> this weekend's big name movie is called The Marvels, and it's a sequel to 2019's billion-dollar hit Captain Marvel, as well as a sequel to a couple of Marvel streaming series from Disney+. Plus. In The Marvels, we see Oscar winner Brie Larson back in the role of Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, an Earth woman with cosmic powers that makes her nearly invincible. She's kind of like a space cop. She goes and helps people who need it on planets throughout the galaxy. But when investigating some broken space travel portals, she suddenly finds herself mysteriously swapping locations with two other people, a girl from New Jersey named Kamala Khan, who also has superpowers and goes by the name Ms. Marvel, and another superpowered lady named Monica Rambeau, who works in space with Sam. Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury. The three women must figure out why they keep swapping places with each other while also trying to stop some bad aliens from destroying other planets to help their own planet to survive. Working in the movie's favor are a few things. First is the short runtime of only an hour and 40 minutes, the shortest of all the 30-plus Marvel movies. The story zips along and the movie's over almost before you know it. Second is the extreme likability of actress Iman Vellani, who plays teenager Kamala Khan. Her character is a super fan of Captain Marvel, bordering on obsession, so she's thrilled to be fighting alongside her hero. And, and Vellani has a humor and charm that I really enjoyed. Tiona Paris, who plays Monica Rambeau, also was solid, but I didn't feel like she or Brie Larson were given enough to really showcase their full talent. I also liked that director Nia DaCosta tried some new things that haven't really been done in Marvel movies before, even if I didn't think all of them worked. The Marvels, to me, was a better-than-average superhero movie, not great or overly exciting, but enjoyable for what it was. Maybe the thing that did best was set up some future Marvel movie opportunities that look exciting going forward. I give the movie two and a half out of four stars. The Marvel is rated PG The Marvels is rated PG-13 and is playing only in theaters. Next up, one of the best things I watched this week, a new movie called The Holdovers, starring Paul Giamatti. Now, it's a comedy drama set in 1970 at an all-boys private school somewhere back in New England. Giamatti plays Paul Hunnam, a teacher at the school who is assigned to spend Christmas break in charge of the holdovers, which is what the school calls the kids who, for whatever reason, don't get to go home for the holidays. Hunnam starts off as one of those common movie tropes, a heavy rule keeper, no fun, gives homework, detention. Uh, he's a loner, but as he spends time with one particular troubled student, as well as the school's head cook, who's a woman grieving the loss of her son in Vietnam, he begins to thaw and change for the better. Giamatti is excellent in his role, which kind of feels at times like a cross between the main characters of Mr. Holland's opus and Dead Poets Society, only with a way more foul mouth. But the story's layered in such a way that all the characters evolve in natural and believable ways. And it's quite funny in a kind of understated way. Plus, I thought the filmmakers did a great job recreating the look of the 19th, of 1970. I give The Holdovers three and a half out of four stars. It's rated R, and it's playing only in theaters. 
Another solid movie this week stars Michael Fassbender in a revenge action thriller called The Killer. It's directed by David Fincher, and it's based on a comic book graphic novel, but it is not about superheroes. Fassbender plays an assassin who is never actually named in the film, but who's highly skilled and highly paid, mostly because he's created a set of rules for himself that he always keeps, the biggest of which is to never make it personal. Well, when one of his assignments doesn't go according to plan, there are repercussions he doesn't expect. And dealing with those repercussions causes him to test all of his personal rules and his skills in a battle for vengeance. Fassbender is cool as a cucumber and as cool as anyone you'll ever see while his character showcases all kinds of ingenuity to get close to his targets. Honestly, I'm kind of worried people will learn tricks from watching this movie to learn how to get away with crimes in real life. Nevertheless, The Killer was a solid three-star movie for me. It's rated R, and it's streaming on Netflix. Our next item is a movie that takes a little bit of a different approach to a story that many of us know very well. Journey to Bethlehem tells the nativity story as a musical. It's from the songwriting team of Adam and Nikki Anders, who have written lots of music for a whole bunch of Disney Channel movies and arranged most of the songs on the TV show Glee. Like I said, it's a bit of a different take on what is often called the greatest story ever told. Mexican actress Fiona Palomo plays Mary, the girl chosen by God to be the mother of Jesus. Milo Mannheim plays Joseph, Mary's betrothed husband, who has to decide if he believes Mary's story and then decide what he's going to do. Complicating things is the ruthless King Herod, played by Antonio Banderas, believe it or not, who wants to find and eliminate this potential threat to his power, with a Spanish accent. Journey to Bethlehem takes quite a few creative liberties with its portrayal of such well-known and beloved events and characters, and that may well be a turnoff for some viewers. The fact that it's a musical might also keep some other viewers away, but I thought it was a sincere effort to tell a story that the filmmakers obviously feel is special, and it could very well positively connect with some audiences that are less familiar with the original story from the New Testament. It's certainly a movie that the whole family can enjoy together, and it has a relatively short runtime of an hour, 30 minutes. Journey to Bethlehem is playing only in theater. Now, for the honorable mention list, new stuff we don't have time for, more in-depth coverage. First up is a new season of The Santa Clauses on Disney+. Plus. This Tim Allen uh, is, has Tim... Tim Allen returns to one of his most famous roles as Scott Calvin, a.k.a. Santa Claus. After nearly walking away from the job in season one to try and have a normal life in the real world with his wife and two teenage kids, now he's all in and re-energized back at the North Pole because he finally has the whole family helping out. In fact, he wants his son Cal to eventually take over the Santa role, but that could be in jeopardy when a previous Santa returns, looking to be known as the one true Santa. A new episode drops each week on Disney+. Plus. Also on streaming is a new series for adults starring Emma Stone called The Curse. Stone plays a newlywed woman who's designed some eco-friendly houses in New Mexico and who, along with her husband, is trying to get a reality show made about the whole process for HGTV. But when her husband gets cursed by a girl in a parking lot, things begin to get complicated for the both of them, especially as they try and have a baby together. I watched two episodes of this series, and that's about all I could take. Very adult content, almost from the get-go, and a sense of humor based on making you feel uncomfortable, which I don't enjoy. It's rated TVMA and is dropping a new episode weekly on Max. Now, another streaming new series that I tried but just couldn't enjoy was an Australian import called Colin from Accounts on Paramount+. Plus. Real-life husband and wife Patrick Bramwell and Harriet Dyer, 
who was on American Auto, if you ever watched that, play Gordon and Ashley, two single people who are kind of emotional wrecks. The two meet when passerby Ashley distracts Gordon, and he accidentally hits a stray dog with his car. Now, the two get to know each other through their shared obligation to care for the pup, who they name Colin from accounts. The show has very funny moments sometimes, but it be warned, it is very crude. It's rated TVMA with weekly episodes on Paramount+. Plus. Finally, something that teen girls and fans of Bridgerton will likely enjoy the most, a new series on Apple TV Plus called The Buccaneers. A fun-loving group of American girls crash the stuffy, stodgy London scene in the 1870s, taking their fierce views of independence, freedom, and 21st century sensibilities and creating a clash of cultures across the pond. No, it's not a time travel show, but in some ways it might as well be. Some of the girls are there to catch a husband, but others have their sights set much higher. It enlightening those old-fashioned and repressed people. I watched two episodes, and that was enough for me. The Buccaneers is rated TV-14, but heads up, there's a bit more spice than you might expect for a show rated TV-14. Episodes drop weekly on Apple TV+. Now, looking ahead to next week, the much-anticipated sequel to The Hunger Games called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, plus a new animated Trolls movie with Justin Timberlake reuniting with NSYNC, by the way. I've uh, already been committed to watch the uh, Hunger Games prequel. It'll be my wife and two daughters. My son said, we're good. They didn't want to go. Uh -huh. <laughs> so we're going to go see it, apparently. Uh, so we'll, we'll get your take on it. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. That's right. President But there's a lot of things, story. dude. And next week, Dan, I got uh, even a million Andy's more things. Andy's exhausted, folks, okay? He's exhausted. <laughs> we're with you. We appreciate uh, all that you do for us, Andy, by watching all this Sorry stuff. Sorry if I sound cynical about no, some no, of these. No, no, He's got to go through it all. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on ksltv.com. I'll see you there.